December 5th promised to be an exciting day. And boy, was it. Florida Gators had a fun one. We're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Game, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Before we even get into the hello, happy Tuesday thing, um, tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, go on Twitter, go to the Gator Collective's Twitter and join their Twitter space because it will be hosted by myself. Bob Redman will be joined by Derek Wingo. Jonathan Odom, and Austin Barber. So join that. We will allow fans to ask questions. So be there for that. It's going to be really fun, really cool. But first, happy Tuesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon Rittenberg, whole nine sports, Giants country of SI.com. Today's episode of Locked on Gators is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite And I love it. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get an extra $30 off your order. And before we even talk about the transfer portal, um, the biggest news from December 5th, which is when the transfer portal officially opened, was not Florida losing a player to the portal. It was not Florida gaining a player from the portal. It was Florida Gators starting quarterback Anthony Richardson declaring for the 2023 NFL draft. And it's not surprising that he declared for the draft. If you've been listening to this show for even a few weeks now, you know that this was generally the feel. In recent days, Chris Mortensen uh, tweeted out that he's like, hey, NFL folks like Anthony Richardson, they're intrigued by him, but they want to see him go back to college for another year. And then speculation was, will Anthony Richardson declare? Will he come back to Florida or will he hit the transfer portal? And on Saturday, I was talking to someone in the know and they were like, hey, AR's done in Gainesville. It's either draft or portal. Um... (laughs) the worst case scenario was portaling, but he did declare for the draft. He should be a first round pick. And that's the thing where people are going to watch his film. Gators fans especially are going to remember how they felt during the Kentucky game, during the South Florida game, during the Florida state game, where he went almost two quarters without completing a pass. During the Vanderbilt game, there are multiple games this season, a quarter of them, or a third of them at least, where Florida Gators fans were unhappy with Anthony Richardson's performance, and deservedly so. And they're going to remember those games, and they'll emotionally say, oh, he shouldn't be a first-round pick. He should have come back to school. He should have did this. He should have did that. But Anthony Richardson is as much of an outlier as you can get. Evaluation-wise, you're going to watch the film and you being the NFL, you're going to watch the film because I know so many of you watch this. You're going to watch the film 
And his tape is going to be rough. You're going to see a lot of just mental errors, a lot of inconsistencies throwing the football. And you're going to be like, okay, he's he's not great right now. But you're also going to see his physical traits. You're going to see his ability to extend plays in the pocket. You're going to see his cannon for an arm. You're going to see his athleticism where he can outrun an entire defense. You're going to see those things where he's evading pressure. He's literally being grabbed at both of his legs, and he flicks the ball still 20 yards downfield and to the sideline. And you're going to be like, okay, I want him on my team because that's what a franchise quarterback has. Those are the tools that a franchise quarterback has. I promise you. NFL teams aren't looking at this guy and going, ooh, he can complete a lot of passes in the 10 to 20 range. Ooh, and inside the hashes too. He's so great. No, NFL teams are looking for a guy where they say, could you be a franchise quarterback? Could you be Josh Allen? Could you be Patrick Mahomes? Could you be him? That, that's what they're looking for at the quarterback. They're looking for him. That's why Zach Wilson was a second overall pick, even though he should not have been. I will die on that hill. Um, but that's why Zach Wilson was a second round was a second overall pick because the Jets were like, well, could he be him? That's what it gets you. That's what gets you drafted in the first round. They don't care if you're a, a, a great pocket passer right now. No, they care that you have the tools that elite franchise altering quarterbacks have. Not just franchise quarterbacks as guys that could hold down the helm for eight years. Franchise-altering quarterback that you can change the direction of this franchise completely. That's what you get from Anthony Richardson. I've said it a million times before. He is a physical freak. He's one of the most physically gifted human beings on the planet. People his size don't move the way he moves. And if they can, they can't throw the ball the way he does. There are like 10 people on the planet with Anthony Richardson's size profile and his athleticism and his ability to throw the ball. I don't care right now that a lot of Gators fans are like, who cares if you could throw the ball 70 yards? You can't get it there accurately. The NFL cares. And and that's what matters. He's a freaking mutant, and he should and he should be a first-round pick. Another big-time player for the Gators that declared, Osiris Torrance, the best guard in the country. I don't care who who you are. I don't care what your credentials are as far as an evaluator. I don't care if you are literally Bill Belichick. Osiris Torrance, the best guard in the country, the best guard in the 2023 NFL draft. I don't care whether or not he gets All-American honors. I don't. He's the best guard in the country. Best college guard on the planet. Argue with your cat about it. If you don't have a cat, argue with a wall. If you don't have a wall, argue with yourself. I don't care. Just don't argue with me because I'm not trying to hear it. Osiris Torrance is the best guard in the country. I don't know if he'll go first round because guards going in the first round isn't a super common thing. But if there's anybody that should, it's Osiris Torrance, a dominant run blocker. Four seasons as a starter. 1,501 pass blocking snaps over those four seasons. 25 pressures allowed, which is phenomenal. That's less than seven pressures allowed per year. Phenomenal. 6.25 to be exact, if I'm I'm not mistaken, per year. Zero sacks allowed. Osiris Torrance is the most dominant guard that I've ever seen in Gainesville. He's the most dominant guard that I've ever evaluated in the draft, which has been about four years now. 
Um, Quentin Nelson was the year before I started evaluating. So 2018, so 2019, 20, 21, 22, and now 23. Five, five drafts, Jesus, five drafts. Osiris Torrance is the most dominant guard that I've ever seen. And another guy that declared Javon Dexter freak athlete for his size six. We'll see what he actually is, but six, five ish, 330 ish freak athlete. The thing that worries me is his motor. I, I don't think his motor always runs hot. I think that he takes too many plays off. I think he is super complacent with eating a double team and letting other guys make the plays around him. Because in his and here's the thing, I don't think he's being lazy. I genuinely think in his mind, Javon Dexter is getting blocked by, let's say, a center and a guard. And I think in his mind, he's like, okay, well, guess what? We're rushing four on this play. I'm getting blocked by two. That means if the offense has a five-man protection. You got one guy in one-on-one, one guy in one-on-one, and another guy in one-on-one. Someone's going to win that battle. Realistically, college likes to use a lot of six-man protections, whether it's a tight end or running back. They like to do that often. And then you're going to have two guys double-teamed and then two one-on-ones, and and you're way less likely to win those battles. Javon Dexter also, everybody gets double-teamed at certain times. You need to be able to fight those double-teams like your life depends on it. And he doesn't do that. Hopefully that'll change at the NFL level. Maybe getting him at a 4-3-3 tech role where he gets to be more of a gap shooting D-tackle. Maybe that'll help. But right now, I'm not super high on him. I know the NFL is. I know a couple people who do evaluating for the NFL. And they're like, hey, he could be a late first round pick. I, I don't think so. I wouldn't do it just because of the motor. Um, it was my biggest issue with Brenton Cox on field as well. So we'll see. Um But Javon Dexter, freak athlete, insane ceiling, no doubt about it. That's the thing that intrigues NFL teams about Javon Dexter, about Anthony Richardson. Freak athletes. That's why they get drafted high. That's not going to change anytime soon. So if you're a Gators fan, if you disagree with Anthony Richardson, if you disagree with Javon Dexter being potential first-round picks, get over it. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's a realistic possibility that you should get used to. We're about to talk about who the Florida Gator lost in the transfer portal. But first, today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together specially curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code locked on at checkout to get $30 off your order. You can send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress like a legendary butcher's cut filet mignon. Air chilled boneless chicken, ultra juicy burgers, and even easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. I know that that's a snap, but it's a flash is what I'm also saying. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, no space at checkout. Minimum order may be required. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, tonight, 8 Eastern or Tuesday, December 6th, 8 Eastern, Check out the Lockdown Gators and Gator Collective collabing for a Twitter space with Jonathan Odom, Derek Wingo, and Austin Barber. It's going to be a blast. Fans can ask questions, so join in on that. But 
Florida Gators have a lot of guys at the portal, if I'm not mistaken. We're at about 27 people leaving the program. I believe it's 21 in the portal. There were few that I was, I don't even want to say upset about, because I don't think any of them has upset me. But there were a few that I was like, damn, wish that didn't happen. Avery Helm is obviously number one. Um, He's a player that if you're a Gators fan, you know, I'm a fan of Avery Helm. I know a lot of Gators fans aren't for whatever reason, whether it's that he he gets beat on too many curls because he's playing off. Whatever it is, I don't care because the Florida Gators over the past two years have been beaten deep a lot and they've given up a lot of touchdowns. Avery Helm has not given up a single touchdown. The passer rating allowed throughout his career is, I think, in the 60s. Like it's great football. I don't care. I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about him as an NFL draft prospect. I'm not going to break down his technique. I'm not going to break down all that. I'm talking about someone who is consistently productive every time he was on the field. That's Avery Helm. So that's why I'm. I'm not pissed, but damn that he's leaving the Florida Gators. Uh, two more guys that I do want to talk about that I know that in the Lockdown Gators Discord, which you have a description in the link below, um, that or link in the description below, uh, that Gators fans in there were calling them the, the TikTok bros or TikTok boys, something like that. Donovan, McMillan, and Chief Borders, they both left. I will say, I think those sucked, uh, not the players. I think them leaving sucked. Donovan McMillan, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I had hopes that he would compete for a starting spot in 2023. I was thinking Rashad Torrance will be back. Kamari Wilson, Donovan McMillan get to kind of duke it out for a role. Uh, obviously, Kamari Wilson would have been favored in that battle, but I still think that you could have looked at Donovan McMillan as someone who could, at the very least, rotate in. Probably would have been the safety three. I don't think Jordan Castell coming in is going to be ready. I don't know if Miguel Mitchell is going to flip to star full-time. I think he should. I don't know if he will, but I think he should flip to star full-time. I think he played great when he was at star, um, which is also... Gators need to improve upon that position. I think that it was way too inconsistent from Trevez Johnson, Jadarius Perkins. I think that you go, hey, Gil Mitchell, you were the best one out there. Do it again. Uh, but Donovan Camillan gone at safety, which again, sucked, but another Mullen guy gone. And I believe it's now exactly half of Dan Mullen's 2021 class. So his last recruiting class gone. From Florida. Uh, Chief Borders is someone that I don't think anybody ever really expected to play much. I know that I, throughout the preseason and even at points during the season, I was like, hey, I would like to see him get some playing time on the field. Not even because I'm like, oh, Chief Borders is so awesome. But he's an edge rusher that used to play linebacker, used to play safety. And he can actually, if, if he is acceptable as a pass rusher and run defender, he's a phenomenal fit in this Patrick Tony defense where you look at Brenton Cox dropping into coverage, and it's like, oof, that sucks. Antoine Powell-Ryland dropping into coverage, it's like, oof, that sucks. Imagine having a guy that actually played off-ball linebacker and safety who can also line up on the edge, and you're like, well, is he going to rush or is he about to drop back? What is going to happen? I think that that's something where I would have liked to see it happen. But again, I'm the type of guy where I'm like, well, I trust the coaching staff to – make their decisions and, and to make the right decisions at that. Um, looking at the list of just all the Gators that did hit the transfer portal, 
I think the one that I'm genuinely most upset about as far as potentially contributing is Deshaun Reynolds. And even then, I'm not that upset about it. Like Again, I, I think he could have been a good contributor for next year. The Vanderbilt game was a great showing for him. And I know that every team that looks at him is going to say, he can do that when he's given a starting spot. Let's at least give him the chance to earn one and see what happens there. Uh, but this is what, what we expected to happen in Gainesville. You know, nobody that was a massive starter or even really a starter left. Avery Helm was the guy that played the most, if I'm not mistaken, for the portal, if it's just going off the top of my head. Avery Helm was the guy that played the most. And even then, he was a rotational role. He started the season as a starter, not even halfway through, got relegated to the bench. And in the past few weeks, when it was clear he was going to be leaving, he was taken out of the rotation. I know he was dealing with a little injury, but he was taken out of the rotation. So Florida did not really lose any big-time players. You lost a lot of depth, and that really sucks. It does. But for the most part, the Gators hitting the portal or the Gators expected to hit the portal. The depth guys that didn't see a role for themselves in 2023 in Gainesville. The goal here, replace those same guys with your high school commits, get a couple of high school commit starters, and get some two to three, we'll say, transfer portal starters that can instantly make your team better. But now we're about to talk about some transfer portal names that I want to be Florida Gators. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Built Bar, and it's almost the new year. Almost the new year. Three weeks away. So, yeah. Um, But that also means New Year's resolution time. If yours is about getting fit, if yours is about eating healthier, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. I was horrible at keeping mine. I desperately, desperately need to get better. I did start getting better this week, so there's that. But uh, Bill Bar is easily my favorite snack, coated in 100% chocolate, which is fantastic because I have a hardcore sweet tooth. Most bars have just 130 calories. Most bars have just four net carbs. Most bars have 17 grams of protein. Do I even need to sell you more? And when you bite into it, it doesn't get everywhere like other protein bars and break apart like like chalk. What else do you need? Use the promo code LOCKEDON1515 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. To wrap up today's show, we've got a few names here to talk about for Florida Gators transfer portal targets that I would like. I'm going to start off with Jaheim Bell because he literally just hit the portal um like like while recording he just hit the portal jaheim bell south carolina running back tight end hybrid but not like um i can't even remember his name jalen samuels who went to nc state was a running back tight end hybrid went to the steelers i don't even know what he's doing i don't know if he's in the nfl still or if he's on practice squad or what uh but jalen samuels but better with jaheim bell freak athlete tight end could play again running back Tight end, I know he was very unhappy with his usage. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. I've been told that the expectation for him, Colorado with Deion Sanders, which could be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of Colorado and Deion Sanders, new offensive coordinator was the head coach at Kent State, and a player I have on this list is another player that I think will go to Colorado. Dante Cephas, the wide receiver from Kent State, He is a welcome add in my book. 48 catches this past season, 
746 yards, three touchdowns, 315 yards after the catch. Also, little bonus for Gators fans, almost exclusively works as an outside receiver. So if Ricky Pearsall comes back, you've got an outside receiver. You don't have to worry about where I talk about Dominic Lovett. I'm like, I would freak if Dominic Lovett was a Florida Gator. If Ricky Pearsall's here, I know Billy Napier wants to use Ricky in the slot. I know Dominic Lovett is at his best at the slot. So they're probably not going to be on the field together. They're probably not going to be playing. So Dominic Lovett wouldn't be a great ad. Dante Cephas does not give you that issue. Great athlete, dynamic playmaker, outside receiver, uh, boundary playmaker, which is something Florida does not have. Great ad if Florida can get him. Another receiver that I am a massive fan of, Joshua Youngblood. Um, First of all, great name, Youngblood. Um, But you got Joshua Youngblood, all-conference kick returner as a freshman with Kansas State, which is where he started. You're talking about a dynamic playmaker. He's him, Joshua Youngblood, Tampa kid, by the way, went to Kansas State. Freaky good return, man. Like I mentioned, all-conference. Was a bit of a gadget player. Didn't really play much with the offense. Transferred to Rutgers, where he thought he'd be getting an early role here. Didn't happen. Hitting the portal again to wrap up his college career, where he could actually maybe flourish. And here's the thing. I don't... Or I I don't know if Florida contacted him yet, actually. Uh, Actually, I can check that right now. I'm not even going to stop recording. I'm just going to check right now because it's just quickly go to my messages, see if they spoke to him. And he said, no, they have not contacted him yet. Uh, But Florida has not contacted Josh yet. I don't care if they think of him as just a return man with the occasional gadget play. He is so damn electric. Get him on the field. We, We call them game changers, right? They haven't changed the game. They've changed the game negatively. Um, which, you know, that's that's not awesome. Um, but I guess they're not lying by calling themselves game changers. They're just changing the game negatively, which really sucks. But Joshua Youngblood, dynamic playmaker, just get the ball on his hands, let him be a kick returner, and that's all I care about, really. Just just get him. He's one of those guys where genuinely, like Devin Hester, where it's like, yeah, you're not a good receiver, but you're a dynamic playmaker that could be an elite kick returner. Come on over. So there's that last player, Zion Carter from Dartmouth, a tight end son of Kevin Carter, Florida legend, six foot seven, 265 pounds. Watching Zion's tape, he's not a great blocker. He's not, but guess what? He's average to above average. Technically, he's pretty sound. I'm not going to lie to you. He, he's pretty technically sound. I think he's just got to maybe get a little more weight down low to get more drive. Um, but, but he's a better blocker than I think anyone in the tight end room right now outside of Jonathan Odom. So I think Zion Carter is someone that Florida should look to add. I spoke to him. He has not been contacted by Florida yet. But again, Zion Carter, Joshua Youngblood, Dante Cephas, all guys that haven't been contacted by Florida yet. Uh, I haven't spoken to Jaheim Bell, but all three guys that I, all the other three guys I spoke to uh, haven't been contacted by Florida at this time. But again, they were all evening ads to the transfer portal. So we'll see what happens. Uh, 
I'm sure Florida's been looking at guys that were rumored to hit the portal, but Zion Carter never really asked to be a receiver, so don't expect that from him. I know that he had one target this year, one catch. It was a contested catch. He plays, by the way. He's not like someone that doesn't play. He just is always blocking. This is an offense that loves running the football. Ring a bell. Um, but but great size. We've seen him make a contested catch now. I saw practice tape of him making catches open and great catch radius, actually being able to elevate for the ball. Realistically, he's intriguing. I'm not going to tell you, that. oh, yeah, Zion Carter could come in and be a starting tight end for the Florida Gators from day one. What I am going to tell you is with his size, athleticism, blocking ability, and, I mean, he's a legacy, so you got to at least consider it. He's one of the more intriguing tight ends in the transfer portal right now that Florida could take a look at, just size and skill set-wise. He could be that guy that could come in and maybe start, maybe sure he's got a few years of eligibility left. So maybe year one isn't great. Maybe year two figures it out. Who knows? I think you should kick the tires on. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Don't forget tonight, Tuesday, December 6th, 8 p.m. Eastern time, Gator Collective on Twitter, Lockdown Gators, Gator Collective collabing. I'll be hosting it with Bob Redman. We'll be interviewing Jonathan Odom. Derek Wingo, and Austin Barber. It's going to be awesome. Fans can ask questions, so tune in. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football, whether it's Portal or the bowl game. Who knows? I'm not going to make a promise because Lord knows what's going to happen with just today in college football. For your second listen, check out Locked On SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university, the University of Florida. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Follow me on Twitter, WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com, and I'll see you all tomorrow.